the Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA. The Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy. And a very good evening. Welcome to another Wednesday night edition of The Round Ball with Dom and Dodzy. Uh, thanks to, as you've just heard, uh, Hyundai. Hyundai's end of financial year, which is on right now. You're going to see it to believe it. And also Flight Centre. Uh, Dom Ronaldo with you and former Adelaide United captain Travis Dodd is just over there in front of me. Trav, it is exciting. I'm starting to get a little bit excited. I can't see you getting excited just yet, but a lot of leagues starting to uh, come back around the world, which is great news. It is. Uh, my head's just spinning here. I'm looking at uh, our tip. From last week, and I'm looking at all the red on there from, that's not the question from you I two asked guys. You. Um, that's that's why I'm not looking excited. Uh, but it's great. It's great to have uh, football coming back. Oh, uh, Bundesliga is back in full swing. Uh, the K League, which we've seen for the last couple of weeks, has uh, been going, which has been great. And hopefully, uh, we'll see the A League. Uh, Starting oh. sooner rather than later. Well, that's another story altogether, but uh, it's amazing how much you miss uh, the game when it's not around, uh, I mean, around the world anywhere, you know, when we didn't have any sport whatsoever. It was absolutely shocking, but as you mentioned, uh, the K-League, the Bundesliga has been going for a couple of weeks. A few leagues are about to start. I see that uh, in Japan, Spain, Italy, uh, and uh, championship in, in England. They've got dates for that yet. A little bit uncertain about France with uh, their league at the moment, but uh, all those big leagues... Uh, about to come back on deck, which is great. Well, the interesting thing with the, the J-League is that as of the 11th of July, they can have supporters in the stadiums. So they can have yeah. 50% capacity or 5,000 supporters. So that's uh, that's an exciting thing for the J-League. Well, I reckon that if they're going to open that Pandora's box, you're going to see a lot of the other leagues around the world saying, hang on a minute, how come they can do it and we can't do it? But as we know, it's different in all parts of the world, especially with the... Uh, the pandemic which is on at the moment. Here in Australia, we're doing pretty good, really, though. I mean, everything's pretty well under control. It absolutely is. Um, the, the, just going back to the, the leagues resuming in, in Europe and the UK, it makes you wonder now, the, the Scottish Premier League made a call very early to finish the season. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, Why would they have done that? That's It is a strange one because there's some pretty serious repercussions there. We spoke to Adelaide boy Ben Garuccio, who is at Hearts, uh, and as a result of the, the league being uh, cancelled, they're, they're being relegated. So the the Hearts <laughs> Football Club are you know, starting a, a process, a legal process, to try and uh, have that overturned. So yeah, very wow. interesting there to see what happens. We'll try and get Benny to get someone from uh, Scotland there. Benny, work on that, will you? Some from the Scottish League to see what their uh, logic was in that. Uh, the uh, Spanish League, uh, that gets underway, I believe, on the, 12, uh, the 11th of June. So that's uh, in about a week's time, which will be great to see. And the Italian League, uh, the EPL, they still haven't got a date on that yet, though, have they? I mean, the, oh, the 18th of June, is it? So that's getting closer as well. Terrific. Uh, championship on the 20th so uh, it's coming left right and center and let's hope there isn't the second wave as they say because otherwise we're back to square one well, absolutely it's a bit of uh, a bit of contention in the in the EFL as well uh, saying that they've, they haven't even started full contact training yet they're expected that the players are expected to start playing games in three weeks so that's a tough one uh, and it's going to be the same for most of the leagues starting up around the world that they've had so much time off they've got to do a really condensed pre-season I guess uh, to get some sort of fitness back and then expect to go full tilt um, in only a really short time but having said that I mean even in their time off they would have still been keeping a little bit of shape they were doing I mean I know it's not the same as going to training but surely they would have been uh, sticking to a program they were given while they're at home 
Yes, maybe. No, not maybe. You would assume so. Yeah. But the, the difference is that... Is three weeks enough? I, like, don't, I don't actually don't think so. Not, not when you've had so much time off now. You can do your isolated running and all that kind of stuff, but it's... It's all the stopping, turning, the the high intensity running, which it's hard to replicate uh, just doing on your own. So it'll be interesting. I know there there would be some concerns about player welfare, particularly with injuries and, and soft that kind tissue of stuff. injuries. Yeah, we'll absolutely. see a few of them, won't we? Yeah, I think absolutely. they're going to be extending. I heard they might be extending squads in some of the leagues just to have extra players there if they need them. Talking about which soft, they will. Yeah, just talking about soft tissue injuries. Now this is completely off topic, but uh, the the other. Code in in Australia, the AFL. It's actually hearing on the news that players are already racing against time to be fit for the resumption of the huh? start of the league. Why? What's that mean? I don't know. It means they're injured. How do they get injured? Oh goodness in, gracious! They're already so injured they're and they've even started. <laughs> they're precious. And then I believe where they're going, they have on the Gold Coast. They want PlayStation. They want this. They want that. It's like, <laughs> are you serious? Just get up there and kick the ball and shut up. Uh, hey, we've got some good guests tonight too. By the way, uh, Nate, remember Nathan Burns? I mean, you remember Who? Nathan Burns? Oh yes. We, yeah, we Andy. were there at the time. Just to say, mention to our listeners, not Jacob Burns. Nathan no, Nathan Burns. Yeah. Where are they now? Segment really, we can just about have because there's so many of them around. But you know, he he's actually pulled up stumps. He's only about thirty years old, though, isn't he? What are you to be maybe, about 30? Maybe he? a tad bit older. I'm yeah. going to go out on a limb and say he's about 32. Nah, he's younger than Bruce, so he must be around about 30. Because remember at the time, just telling the story, paint the picture, Bruce uh, Jitte and Nathan Burns came to Adelaide United at the same time. Yeah. Uh, they arrived there, and, and Cosi, John Cosmina was the coach at the time, had to choose between one or the other. You remember this, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had, and opted to go with uh, Nathan Burns. And uh, then Bruce said, I want to hang around, keep training. And then eventually, uh, yeah, he. He ended up signing Bruce as well. So uh, yeah, well, you are right. He is younger than Bruce, but Bruce is thirty-three. Is Bruce thirty-three? Yeah. Where did that go? Yeah, I don't know. But how old are you then? Fifty-nine. Well, if I'm fifty-nine, you <laughs> 109. must be. Yeah, I look pretty good for hundred nine, though, don't is. I? But, but uh, what so a great story, though! What a great story, though! He is. He's a Johnny Warren medalist. Uh, he's been around the traps as well. He's spent a lot of time uh, overseas. So yeah, uh, be good to. to See what he's doing now. I'm going to ask him the question when he comes on shortly, but do you reckon it was a, a, the right move for him to leave Adelaide United and go to Greece when he did, or in hindsight, should he have stayed here a little bit longer? Well, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Because um, it didn't did, work out that great for him over there, I let's did face something it. very similar. I left uh, the shores ah. of Adelaide to go to Greece. Money, money, money. <laughs> Definitely wasn't for money, that's for sure. Uh, well, for him uh, it was, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my, my contract when I went to Greece was... Uh, the base salary was thirty thousand euros. Wow! A year, not a month. Wow! A so what you, were you getting here? A lot less than that, were you? No, I was. I was probably on more here. So why did you go? Well, it was the end Long of the. Story. It was the end of the national league, so there was actually ah. no football on at all. Well, Br- uh, Burnsy, uh, I mean, obviously financially, must have done okay. He went to a big uh, club in Greece. Didn't quite work out the way he wanted to. Then he ended up in uh, Korea. Had a lot of injuries. Then he came back to Australia. Worked out a lot better for him here. He, as you mentioned, he won the Johnny Warren medalist. He played for the Jets, Newcastle Jets, also Wellington Phoenix. But unfortunately, he had to retire. Had a few knee problems. We're going to find out what he is doing now because now that he has pulled stumps. So We'll catch up with Nathan Byrne shortly. Also, uh, we'll we'll, uh, chat to another Nathan, Cosimina, the CEO of uh, Adelaide United, to see where things are at there because haven't heard a l- we're only getting drip fed news about what's going on there and with the A-League because that's still uh, a little bit of how's your mother and father at the moment. Well, absolutely. And in regards to the coach, uh, we, we discussed that I was uh, part of a former 
player panel in setting some criteria for the coach and be interesting to see how Adelaide United have progressed with that given that the A-League is coming up upon us uh, again very quickly. So they're going to have to get their skates on and I think... Still waiting. Money, on, isn't it? Still waiting. Yeah, money for the the, the coach stuff, uh, I would say. But uh, Foxtel with the scheduling um, and trying to, I guess, put the FFA over a barrel yeah. uh, in regards to restarting the league. Well, a lot of talk uh, about saying uh, that um, from uh, some of the uh, golden generation, just forget about Fox, bite the bullet, tell them that, well, if that's the way it is, we'll take what we want and let's or just get out of here and form their own uh, sort of um, – uh, Subscriber based, yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With the FFA, like a Netflix, style. which is not a bad idea, really. I, when yeah. I saw that, I thought, you know what, that might work. I was actually reading about that myself. Um, yeah. I was, to be honest, when I first heard, it, I was very skeptical and thought, what are these guys on about? But uh, it's, in theory, it, it actually reads pretty well. Uh, in that, you know, all junior fees will have um, a portion of the funds. I think they said in, in an article that I read twenty about twenty five dollars that'll go towards funding this FFA TV. Um, it's not going to be enough to, to start it up, but you know maybe they can get a sponsor on board as well to a big big money sponsor to, to come in and help get it going, and then really they would be able to run the game how they want. Mm. And, and you're right, and when they want. control the game as well, control yeah. exactly what they want. Because at the moment, like you said, uh, Fox have got them over a barrel. I mean, it's no secret that they want to ditch the A League. Uh, it doesn't seem like they want to continue that. Uh, they're more. I think concerned about rugby league and also AFL. So it's a bit of a shame because there was a terrific partnership they did have with the Fox Sports from day one back in uh, 2005. But uh, as time went on, uh, obviously the ratings started to drop, uh, the crowd started to drop, Trev, and, and being a business as it is, it's all about money and ratings nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I, to be honest, I think uh, Fox would stick around if they can get it at the right price, yeah. if, they can, if they can force FFA's hand here and you know, make them sign a, a reduced uh, agreement moving forward for the next couple of years, uh, you know, they'd probably keep it and take it on, but uh, I think it would be detrimental to the game moving forward. Well, I think Fox's golden nugget was the uh, English Premier League. When they lost that to Optus Sport, I think that's when things started to go downhill and they're losing a lot of money uh, because of that reason, so that didn't help their cause. Absolutely. People watched uh, they, they watched the A-League all day and then yeah. into the evening and then they sit up all night and they do the, the football-a-thon. So, and, and it wasn't just right. soccer supporters, everybody. There's there's sort of non-people that don't follow the game would watch the EPL because it was the uh, the highest level, obviously, and the Champions League as well. Absolutely. So, look, they're, they're, maybe it was a, a bad yeah. Bad business decision. Bad, bad. And uh, you never know, Optus might be able to pick up on that as well. Oh, you never know for sure. All right. Uh, anyway, we'll ta- and also uh, we'll talk a bit more local football here in the NPL. Do we know uh, we have a start date for the NPL yet? It's still looking like the, the 4th of July, that weekend. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but tonight is, uh, well, actually not tonight, last night was when we could start contact training. So basically... We're back at full training now. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. So full contact training with full squads, so no social distancing or anything like that on the pitch at this stage. And uh, now we're f- uh, 
just getting ready to, to start playing some games in a, in about a month's time. And when it does start, uh, Modbury Jets are at top of the ladder after how many rounds? Was it four or four. five? Four, four rounds. So uh, we're going to catch up with uh, uh, one of their players, Mickey Doyle from the Modbury Jets, a little bit later on in the program. But right now we're going to take a short break. You're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodzi, all thanks to our good friends at Hyundai. Hyundai's end of financial year sailors on right now. Uh, see it to believe it. And also Flight Centre South Australia. If you're planning a holiday, call your local flight uh, centre travel experts. Hopefully they'll be back on deck soon on 131600. Uh, this is the round ball back after this. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA. The round ball with Dom and Dodzi. Yes, Siri, welcome back. It is a Wednesday night here in Adelaide. We're looking forward to a long weekend. Hallelujah. The round ball with Dom and Dodzi. Uh, all thanks to Hyundai and also uh, Flight Centre, Dom Renato, Travis Todd here. And Travis, as we mentioned at the top of the show, remember this kid when he came, he was still wet behind the ears, came from a little town called uh, Blaney in New South Wales, not far from Orange, and you guys just corrupted him as soon as he came to Adelaide. Let's go to uh, Nathan Burns, the former Adelaide United star. Nathan, good to catch up with you, buddy. Boys, how are you? Burns, hey, <laughs> look, it didn't take much corrupting, by the way. Uh, d- 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 if anything, <laughs> I, want, I, would, I want to I hear would, from him, I not you. I would say that him and Bruce, as a partnership, <laughs> oh, that's another story. corrupted <laughs> maybe the older players. Oh, even. yeah, okay. Burnsy, uh, we remember you when you were <laughs> so young when you came here. Uh, just tell us a bit about the story. H- how were you How were you picked up by uh, Cozzy? Uh, so I was down at the AIS at the time uh, with Brucey. And at the time of the A-League, there was actually only two spots for under-21 players. And we were both 18 and 19 at the time, so it was pretty hard to get those spots. And normally they went to local boys, so um, it, was, it was going to be very hard for almost my age group to, to get a spot. So basically, Brucey and I both came down on a for one position, and we were kind of like um, kind of really good mates at the time for the one spot. So Cozzy brought us both down, and um, it just happened to be that Des Giraudi um, was injured for majority of the season. So well, Bruce sounds like majority a of his life. I yeah. Think. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, Bruce, he actually signed um, four year, four week, sorry, um, contracts for the whole year in injury replacement, and I actually got the deal. Um, but then it, it was so funny at the time because you know the minimum wage back then was like twenty five, thirty grand. Um, a lot lower than what it is now, but I was still obviously buzzing, you know, <laughs> as a, being, a, being a professional at 18 years old. So, and then Brucey had these four-week deals, and then he got to negotiate the next year, and because he, um, he actually got more money, and I was like, mate, it ended up working out a lot better for you, and you've cleaned up, you know? So, no, it, was, it was really good. So, Brucey just ended up staying um, on my ca- on on our couch at the time, so because he was only four weeks, and then he stayed there the whole year. So it was it was awesome, um, and then obviously it just grew from there. So did do you go back to those times, and it was one of the sort of I guess most exciting time of besides going to Europe. That would have been a big buzz, but the exciting time of your life here in the A League, playing for Adelaide United at that time. Oh yeah, it was the, it was the best, and you know, being eighteen, nineteen. Uh, and we had such a good year. I think we won the premiership that year and then got smashed in the final. So it was all around. It was, it was, such, it was such a good year. Like um, the club was, you know, I think we were talking about the other day how, how well the club was run at the time and the, the old owner. It was, it was a fantastic time to be 
with Adelaide United. So yeah, it was it was one of my highlights, and I didn't know any different. You know, I I just uh, just turned professional, so man, I was pretty stoked just to be there. Bernsey, uh, you hung him up, I think, uh, early by uh, yeah. by all means. Um, what what was the the onset of the the, re- the early retirement? Well, I think my body, like I, ha- I have a chronic knee, which I've been managing since I was about twenty six. So I was always, um, you know, I could never do double sessions or after games I'd have to have two, three days off just to let the the knee settle. And I really needed coaches to kind of support my chronic knee because. Um, I try. I basically tried to push it as much as I could, but it always used to, with no cartilage, used to get a lot of swelling and stuff like that. And then I think last year with um, with the Phoenix, uh, I just didn't get along with the the head coach very well. So you know, we clashed all year, and I just kind of didn't really want to play anymore. I was just like, if I'm going to put my body through this, I kind of want to enjoy myself. And then being such a, and then I had a surgery at the end of the year because I had. Not only my knee, I had uh, an ankle injury, like a floating bone, which just needed a clean out. So then I had the surgery at the end of the season, and it was just like really going to be a lot of work to come back. And then I was just like, I don't know if it's worth it. So I just decided, uh, and everyone kept saying to me like, don't, don't um, give it away because once you retired, you always retired. So I actually was like, all right, I'll try to come back. And then like the months went past, and I was just like. I'm not finding that urge to come back, so I think it's fun. And then, yeah, and then eventually um, the season ticked, ticked around and I was like, you know, I don't see myself playing, so I just kind of went off off the grid and just done my own thing. When you left um, Adelaide, um, it's Travis and I were talking about this at the top of the show, and you went to uh, to Greece, you got your first big contract overseas. In hindsight, do you think yeah. you went there too early? Should you have stayed here maybe another year, or do you think that was the right time for you? Yeah, it's always a debate, but I, I honestly believe I was probably even late. Like, when I got there, my first year, I was so far behind. And I actually thought that I was a lot better player than I was. And then my confidence just took a massive hit the first year because I was so slow um, on the ball, my decision-making. So I think I was I went there late. Um, but I wouldn't... It's hard because if you go there too early, you might not become a professional. So it's a little, it's really like depends on which kind of path you want to take. But I don't think staying around for another year would have helped my decision making in game speed. So it was good that I went over when I did, I think. Uh, did you enjoy your time there? I mean, what was the experience like? Yeah, I wouldn't take it back for, for anything. I think my whole four years in Greece was so many ups and downs, but it was, it was awesome. Like, I just loved, well, I think my whole career I lived in some great places. So. You know, being in Tokyo, being in Seoul, being in Greece, Wellington, they're, they're all major cities. You know, obviously, if you speak to Corny, um, you know, which I did when I was in Korea, I flew into his, I went to visit him in his hometown, um, which I don't even know the name of. And I flew in and I go, mate, how have you, how have you been here four years, five years of your career? Man, I would I would have walked out in the first bloody four weeks. You know, when actually when I signed the deal, I'm like, man, I'm not signing here. What is this? So, um, yeah, I was actually very fortunate for the places. Like, even Greece, I went on loan the second year, um, and that was on a on Corfu, which is a Greek island. And wow. it was second division. I learned so much, like, just playing in, um, you know, a European league overseas. Uh, and then when I went back to Ike the next year, I, I think I learned so much just by being, 
been a part of a, a promotion relegation kind of battle. So, yeah, I think, and obviously being on a Greek island was pretty cool too. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Can't argue with that. Plenty yeah, of party It times. was all right. It was all right. Yeah, it was. And we, as we said, we got promoted to go to the first division. So we, I think we won 30 games out of like 35. So it was lots of partying going on. <laughs> not, cool. not a bad effort. Look, and if anyone knows yeah. uh, the 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 downfalls of uh, football in Greece, it's me. I've uh, lived that, that that experience as well. Now, Bernsey, uh, with your injuries, how did you go in, in both Korea and Japan? Because from what we've heard previously is that they love the fitness, they love to do the, the running. How did your body cope uh, in those environments? Well, that, that's where it all started. Like, I went to Korea and I got injured in the first pre-season, well, the first four weeks I was there, and that was one of my knee injuries. And basically, I missed 10 months then. So my first year in Korea was a write-off because I had that. When, that was basically my biggest injury. So then the next year I come back, get ready for the pre-season, and I got injured again because the intensity of the pre-season, as people know, like, it's crazy. Like, I wouldn't recommend... Unless you're physically ready to go to Korea, then you got to, it's really tough. But on the other hand, then I went to Japan and it's completely different. The workload's there, but the sports science, you know, is there as well, where Korea is more just up and down, uh, running to, to break. But yeah, Japan's definitely world class. They got, um, they look after their players a lot better. You know, they all play to, you know, the Japanese players play to, there's one like 42, but they, they normally go to like 36, 38 years old. Um, so they look after their senior players where career is they finish university at 20, 23 and then before the army at 28 is their career. So once they turn 28, they've got to go to the army for two years. So it's only really a four year career that the Koreans have. So they really smash them. If that makes sense where Japan, yeah, Japan's completely different. Wow. You've, you've, you've certainly seen a lot of the world through playing football, which, uh, you know, is, is a real privilege for you. What, what, have, what have been your... I mean, you wore the green and gold as well. That must have been a big highlight in your career. What is your highlight in your career? I think uh, there's, there's a few... Like, obviously, I think my first appearance for Socceroos, I came on for... Um, I think I came on for Harry Kuehl. And then he gave me the captain's armband, and I ran over and gave it to Mark Faduka. So, <laughs> like that, that whole like for me, that was like surreal. You know that the goal that was the golden generation, and I got the back end of it. So, I remember being in that camp, thinking playing with all the guys that were kind of on my wall. So it was it was pretty pretty awesome. And then winning the Asian Cup on um, Australian soil was also like I think it changed football. Um, that whole tournament in Australia, so that was great to be a part of. Where yeah. does the where does the Johnny Warren Medal rate? Well, that was that was awesome. But you know, when you when you're having a season like that, with like individually, it moves so fast where you don't really like when you win those awards, you kind of win them on your own. Where the team environment awards, are like you, you enjoy it with the team, you almost feel a little bit embarrassed when you win those awards because all the spotlights on you. And I, I, you know, now I look back on it, it was an amazing award, but I actually won the award and then basically I left to go overseas to Japan. So it's not something, I, like looking back on it now, it was amazing, but at the time it was kind of like just, you know, what's next? Yeah, it but is. I, I, really, I really enjoyed the more the team stuff than the individual, but 
It is one of those things where once your career is over, then you can look back and reflect and say, yep, pretty proud of winning, you know, the Johnny Warren medal, which is a pretty good effort. Now, we're running out of time, Bernsey. Let's go to today. You're you're a married man. You've got a child. What are you doing with yourself nowadays? Um, So, yeah, so I've got, I look after my young boy as well, but um, I'm working for um, Paladin Sport. I don't know if you know, I don't think you know this, but they were basically the clothing company for, um, Wellington Phoenix, and I, I manage the accounts for them, and we're a Sydney-based company, so we kind of um, we, we're getting amongst like all the teams here in Sydney, and so I can come down to Adelaide. My plan was to come down to Adelaide, um, but then COVID hit. So, but yeah, they're they're a cool company, and they've taken me on. So, really enjoy working with them. They're they're good, and, and Phoenix are having such a good year this year. It was it was so good, and hopefully they're going to make the finals. And looking good, and we're so excited. Then all this happened. So, mm. um, but hopefully we can get the the season up and finished. Would be good. And how are you? Jo- how are you? Yeah. How are you enjoying a, a nine to five job? Because <laughs> Travis hates it. <laughs> um, it's it's different. It's different. It's very different. Um, but I think what I like about it at the moment is because I was overseas for ten years. It's good to be back. It's my first time I've ever lived in Sydney since I left before to go to Adelaide. So it's I just I'm really enjoying the last probably ten months just being back home. So that's that part of it I enjoy. And then yeah, nine to five it, it is it's completely different. But I've um, I kind of was doing three days and then looking after my son for three. So I had a bit of a transition there. And then yeah, eventually after I think when COVID finishes, I should be back to like full time, which is exciting. Yeah, well, the uh, the good football life is over and done with now. It's the real world there, Nathan. Nathan, and I'll tell you what, we've shared so many memories together when you came to Adelaide. I still remember the days you're living out there on North Terrace with Bruce and uh, mm. you caused havoc there. But it's good to see that. It's good to see that you settled down, mate, and you've got a family. And it's always good to catch up with you, buddy. Thanks, Now It was great to chat to you boys. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually good to speak football. And, you know, the, the, the past was um, such a good ride, especially in Adelaide. So... Hey, let's do it again sometime soon. Yeah, we will, mate. Cheers, and you, you did have a good ride, mate. Good Thanks. on you, Nathan. Nice to talk to you. Take care of yourself and Thanks, your family. Uh, Thanks, Trav. See you, mate. Okay, see you, buddy. That's uh, Nathan Burns, the former Adelaide United, of course, started his professional career in Adelaide. And uh, you look at his CV there, Trav. He's been to a few clubs. Couldn't believe it, actually, when he said that <laughs> he's know. been overseas for 10 years. I know. That's it's gone. Crazy. But, but then you look at his CV, like he went to Athens and, of course, to Korea, came back to Australia and went to New Zealand and then to Japan. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's been there, done that, and he's a good lad, too. One thing we should say, he's was always a nice lad, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, very humble. I mean, even when you listen to him speak then, uh, talking about the individual awards, uh, how he doesn't really... He didn't see, write that up yeah, there, did he? Yeah, he doesn't see that as like one of the highlights of his career because yeah. he values the, the team stuff uh, probably a bit higher. So yep. I was, was waiting great. for him to... That's why I set him up to say your highlight. I thought, yep, Johnny Warren medal, <laughs> but that was down the list a bit. Uh, special guest, uh, Nathan Burns. We're going to take a short break. After the break, we're going to catch up with another Nathan, Nathan Cosmina from Adelaide United. You're listening to The Round Ball with Dom and Dodsey. For Flight Centre, best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback on SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodzy. Yes, and it is thanks to Hyundai and also Flight Centre. Hyundai's end of uh, financial year sale is on right now. Of course, we're into June. It's coming to the end of financial year. I don't know where the months have gone. May's disappeared. April, where was April? 
you got to see it to believe it, by the way. And, of course, uh, Flight Centre South Australia. Don Renato and Travis Dodd here. Trav, before we uh, uh, catch up with uh, Nathan Cosmina, the CEO of Adelaide United, a few Aussies abroad, what's been happening OS or OD over there? Well, over there, over there, the, the great news is our mate, good friend of the show, Matthew Lecky, he, he had a run. Hey, finally. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, yeah, he uh, featured for Hertha Berlin as they uh, won 2 0 against Osberg on, on Saturday night. Brandon Brello, also in Germany, uh, didn't didn't get in the, the squad for their match uh, in Denmark. Uh, Zach Duncan, uh, Musti Amini both got some game time. The, the sad thing about that, though, Zach Duncan, who started the game, came off with a, a serious injury and uh, Mustafa Amini replaced him as well. So Alex Ber- Gerbach um, didn't feature in their squad um, for the weekend's game. Milos Degenek, uh, first game back in the Serbian Super League and they won the title. So Fantastic. They, Already. Uh, well, one game and they've won one it. One game back and they won it. <laughs> That's all you Thanks need. Thanks for coming. One game. So a 5-0 win on the, over the weekend was enough to, to secure the championship and he was on hand to score the, the side's fourth goal as well. So it's a third successive Super League title. Not Fantastic. Too bad at all. So happy for Matty Lecky too, by the way, getting back to him. At least he's got some game time as well and uh, they're doing well, uh, his team, Hurt to Berlin. Anyway, that's that's a lot of uh, lot of leagues starting to kick off. The one we're worried about, the one we keep talking about, is the A League. When's it going to happen, and what's happening at Adelaide United? And it's always good to uh, uh, check in and catch up with the CEO there, and that's Nathan Cosmina. Nathan, thanks for your time. Uh, we're kind of still waiting. And what what have you heard lately? We don't know when this league's going to start. What are you hearing? Um, yeah, we're closer. <clears throat> we're closer than um, well by the day. We're closer. So obviously, last week it was reported that. PFA and FFA have reached agreement with regards to the financial framework for players, which is is a positive and a really good starting point. The next hurdle is is the broadcast aspect of it. So um, we're not privy or at the forefront of those discussions. That that's that's the negotiation between Fox Sports and FFA. But um, we're hopeful that there'll be a resolution there sooner rather than later. And in, in as soon as a couple of weeks, we could be back training. Yeah, well, that seems to be the stumbling block from what we're hearing is the uh, the TV rights with Fox Sports, the uh, the argument they don't want to pay as much and uh, they don't want to come to an agreement. Is is that how you see it as well, the stumbling block? Yeah, yeah. well, it is. The, the landscape of, um, of sport, as we all know, in the last two months, three months, has changed dramatically. And the NRL and AFL have gone through this process um, and, and have sort of got things started a little bit sooner than what, what we have. We were somewhat fortunate that we'd played the majority of our season, so we're looking at a, a relatively short window. Um, now we're hopeful that, that given the, the worlds have aligned, at least from an FAPFA perspective, that um, you know Fox will, will uh, come to the party and we can get these games played sooner rather than later and then and then we're starting to get to a point where we'll, we'll be thinking about next season as well so I'm sure that's being discussed at the same time and um, coming out the back end of this season we'll, we'll be pretty close to, to starting a new one I would suggest. Nathan, James Johnson has said that uh, the hub will be in New South Wales do you have a timeline on what it looks like uh, in regards to your, how long you'll be able to train for before the, the games will start? Uh, we're looking at a, a four to five week training window um, which is probably going to be one of the biggest challenges. There's, there's a condensed schedule provides obvious challenges in terms of turning players around in, in three or four days. Um, 
what the biggest challenge is is probably preparing them in a in a, in a condensed window to actually become match fit, um, particularly where we're in a landscape where restrictions don't necessarily allow for trial games and whatnot. So we're starting to to think about what that could look like, um, but it's going to be a real challenge for the strength and conditioning um, of the business to, to see how we actually prepare these players because no one uh, has done this before. You know, normally we're coming off a, a three to four month pre-season, so it's a complete opposite challenge. So how we treat the players is really going to be key. And um, as soon as we get the go-ahead um, that, that we can train and we've, we will be playing, then we can start to sort of roll out some of the stuff we're working on. Where does that uh, leave you then in terms of a coach now? We know that uh, you had that former playing panel with myself, uh, Ange Costanzo and Marcello Karuska. Uh, given you still don't have a timeline on next season, uh, what's the, the mindset for now? Yeah, well, we... Um We've sort of stated publicly and we'll continue to come out with more news in, in the coming weeks that we're not going to be rushed in terms of a coach appointment given so much uncertainty. Um, we're not a, a appointing a, a new coach as such. Um, you know, just for a short window, we're, we're looking to, to, to appoint a coach based on you know, a, a reasonable term. So therefore, it doesn't make sense to, to go down an expedited process and try to find someone for, for the last five games of this season. So... We will uh, take our time. Um, we'll come out with more information soon. We'll be diligent in terms of a process. Um, we obviously had you in, Travis. We discussed some of the criteria and values yeah. that we think need to be um, front of mind. Uh, and I would suggest that we're probably looking at the next sort of two to three months before we come out with a with a, 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 a formal announcement of the coach. In the interim, um, you know, likely that Carl car will be appointed um but that, nothing's formalized as yet obviously because we don't have have a season or a team to prepare at this stage so hopefully in the next week or two we've got more news and then we can start to sort of formalize some of the plans around uh, the 1920 season have you, have you been getting a lot of interest from around the country about the job uh bruce has um bruce is <laughs> the uh is at least the, he's uh, earning his money uh, yeah. <laughs> well, as within, I mean, as soon as this this sort of happens, you obviously always get, um, uh, you know, interest um, from from agents. Normally, in the first <laughs> the first instance, we um, we'll come out with sort of some news in the coming days, uh, you know, sort of providing a little bit more info around the role, and then we'll start to implement a, a recruitment process. That's so that's probably you know in June. I think will be the window where we get started. So. Um, I think as much as, though we, as much as we want to make sure we have all the information on the table in terms of the league and, and what's happening, I'm sure any candidate wants to know what's going on before before they you know, formally put their hand up for a role. So we'll wait to see who comes in and then work through a process in the next couple of months. All right, Nathan. Well, thanks for keeping us up to date. We'll chat to you again. And uh, and has has the uh, has your gig been over the last couple of months during the pandemic? Has it been cruisy or have you been flat out? Cruisy. No, it's, it's, it's uh, like your dad's uh, because well, your dad's life's cruisy. Yeah, no, <laughs> definitely more difficult than, than his day to day. The the uh, don't tell him that. Though. The the uh, look, it's been it's been I think for everyone a learning experience. By the day, this has sort of changed. You know, initially when when we first walked into this, we were sort of looking at well, you know, it might be six to. 12 months before football's back again. I think the last two months have probably been, the last month has probably been more positive, particularly in SA. Um, we're now on the cusp of potentially 
being able to play games again, which I think is um, left on the least little bit of optimism uh, in terms of light at the end of the tunnel through this. So we'll wait and see. Hopefully good news in in the coming weeks and we can get back to some sort of normality. Fingers crossed. Thanks for your time, Nathan. Thanks, guys. Cheers, mate. Nathan Cosmina, CEO of Adelaide United. Yeah, there is a bit of light. You can see not a bit of light, a lot of light at the end of the tunnel, but let's hope it's sooner rather than later to switch them on. You know what I like about that interview then? What with, I like about you, the romantics. Nathan, is that he's he's not stringing people on now. It's not that he ever was, but in terms of he's given a time frame of two to three months. So that's information that now the fans, you know, when that comes out, right, we're going to do, we're going to have a, a good process, go through a due diligence, and it's going to take some time. So I well, think that's great. It's like you just went through a job interview. He's trying to say he couldn't. He's not listening anymore, so you no, don't, don't have to have say anything co- nice I don't anymore. Have my coaching badges. Oh, hey, you got a driver's license. Doesn't mean you can drive. That was our guest, uh, Nathan Cosmina, the CEO of Adelaide United. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to go back to the local league and find out a bit of what's going on there. We'll ca- catch up with uh, Michael Doyle. He uh, plays with uh, Modbury Jets, who are currently top of the ladder. So we'll not for long. Oh, I want I dare you to say that to him. You're listening to the round ball. Thanks to Hyundai. End of uh, financial sale is on right now. See it to believe it. And of course, uh, Flight Centre South Australia. Planning a holiday? Well, call your local Flight Centre travel expert. Won't be long before you can. On one three one six hundred. Back after this. On SENSA, the round ball with Dom and Dodzi for Flight Centre. Best in the air and everywhere. And Hyundai. Enjoy Hyundai's generous cashback. Well, we I can't believe how quick an hour goes. We're just about at the end of it. Coming around the home turn. Travis Dodd behind me as he normally is. Dom Renato with you. It is the round ball. Thanks to, uh, well, you used to be quick once, but let's face it, you've lost a lot of pace. A lot of pace. I think everyone does, my friend. But I'm still quicker than you. Oh, I don't know uh, about that. No, not everything. You're still quicker than me at some things. <laughs> like what? Hang on, what are you insinuating? Some things you never lose, Dom. All thanks to Hyundai. Hyundai's end of financial year sale is on right now. You've got to see it to believe it. And also, of course, Flight Centre South Australia. And, of course, uh, SA Power Networks, uh, they are a big uh, supporter of us, empowering women's football in South Australia. If we get time, we might have a, could have a bit of a chat about what's going on. And hopefully the uh, W League will come back. You wouldn't think that would be... Uh, uh, ditched and forgotten about. So uh, uh, fingers crossed there, Trav, because we want to see the girls back on the park, don't we? want to see them all back on the park. Most definitely. More football, the better. Yep, absolutely. All right. And talking about uh, football, of course, the NPL. We spoke in A-League, spoken overseas and in another planet. But uh, let's go to the NPL and uh, catch up with a guy who's the captain of a team who is uh, top of the league at the moment, Trav. I don't Not know. for long. Where are you guys? Where Not about for long. Fourth, fifth, wherever you are. Anyway, it doesn't really fourth, matter. Actually. Fourth, actually. <laughs> fourth. I can't even remember, to be honest. <laughs> fourth. Well, let me talk to a guy who's go. top of the league. Uh, Mickey Doyle, uh, Michael Doyle, joins us now. Michael, thanks uh, for joining us on the round ball. No problem at all. Thanks for having me, guys. Man, if you ever want to have a go to the guy who's fourth on the ladder because you're top at the, uh, the moment, feel free to have a go at him, OK? Uh, I will. Chubb knows uh, every time we seem to play against him, something goes right for us. So <laughs> we'll see how we go this year. That is true, you know, but the difference, the difference oh, is this we go. year. Um, here we go. Yeah, a little bit of inside What's knowledge. That, uh, Michael just had a baby 
Not him. He his, might. Oh, his okay. wife had the baby. Don't be worried. That means that means for the rest of the season he's going to be having oh, these sleepless yeah. nights. He's not going to be at his A game. So we've got him this time. Hey, Michael, you're top of the ladder after four. <laughs> after four, oh, I'll ignore that. Uh, he's just trying to psych you out. <clears throat> you, yeah. you were top of the ladder after four rounds, and of course the uh, uh, COVID nineteen kicked in. Is it a blessing, or or is it sort of like would you rather kept going that you know like you're top of the ladder and all of a sudden you're going to start again? To be honest, it feels like it came out, you know, obviously it wasn't great around the world, but it was a good time because we were on a bit of a high. Um, you know, obviously we got a really good result against Calmertown that most people probably weren't expecting. And then almost to have that break to go, all right, now we, we have a bit of a rest and then now we're getting going. We almost feel like we're starting from scratch again with no points. So it's going to give them an extra drive, which, is, which has been good in the last couple of weeks. During this period off, uh, I know you quite well and the utmost professional you are. You would have been keeping your body in shape uh, during this time off and you doing your own You're pumping it up program? on air off here. You weren't saying that. Wow. Yeah. See, Trav, that's where I think um, a lot of the teams, a lot of the teams might struggle. You know, when you got full time jobs, um, and it's hard to try and cram a preseason in a couple of weeks. Uh, but most people have been keeping fit. I've probably picked up my tennis game and golf game a little bit, so we'll see if that fitness carries over to football. Have you uh, started? Are you back into full training now? Yeah, so we started contact last night, um, which was good. It was good just to get out there and you know have a keeper and goals and a bit of more competitive. It's hard to just do the passing drills every single night because um, we went straight to three nights a week uh, when we were allowed to train and doing passing every single night and not having that interaction with teammates, uh, you know, it's a bit tough because that's what we want to do. You promoted, of course, to the NPL this season and uh, you, you took took the league by storm. What what happened this year that you did start it off so well after being promoted? Normally teams struggle when they get promoted. To be honest, we made a uh, decision at the start of the year that we'll give it a go of how we played in the State League. Now, the State League's a totally different league and it was very, very difficult to get out of. Um, but we, we won games because we were direct, um, we were aggressive, and we hit on counter-attacks. And it worked really well for us, so we thought we'll give it a go. And, you know, to get a good result against Comets, uh, first round, we thought, oh, we'll try again and try again. And then we got to a point where it just kept on working. So eventually teams, you know, like, like everyone we play against, they'll start to figure out um, how we play. And then we've got to adapt, and that's when the coaches come in and they come up with new scenarios for us. Uh, Doily, we have seen that players have been leaving because of uh, reduced pays and players having to take pay cuts. Have you been able to keep the the squad together there at the Jets? Yeah, so our president, Jeff McCormack, has been really um, positive with us and communicated everything. They're still waiting on the Federation to find out exactly how many people are allowed into games. But as far as we're concerned, the club's in a good financial position with their junior setup and with the first team setup. Now, we're not paying a stupid amount for players. Everyone's there because it's a good culture. Um, and I think that's what's going to help us through this period. But as far as we're concerned, we haven't heard anything about pay cuts yet. Did you hear about hear that, Travis? They're not paying a stupid amount. Maybe you should learn from that. Uh, I, can, I can say one thing. What are you looking at me like that for? Don't look at me like that. Travis gave me this dirty look there, uh, Michael. I can say one thing out yeah. there at the uh, the Jets. They got a mean barbecue there on a Friday night or a Saturday night. So uh, once the season starts, if you like a nice chopping sausage, you can check it out. Hey, Mickey, uh, thanks to Nathan Burns who went too long. We've run out of time already. But uh, thanks for keeping us yeah, up to date, right. buddy. And uh, uh, get back on deck and like to see you guys back on the park. And good luck for the rest of the season. 
but not too much luck. No worries. <laughs> All right, Chad, I always have the best luck against you guys, so we'll see how we go. There you go. I'm going to come and watch that game Cheers, for mate. sure. Good on you, Michael. Take care, buddy. Thanks, guys. See you, buddy. See you, mate. Ca- captain of the uh, Modbury Jets team, uh, that's uh, Michael Doyle, and I am going to come and watch you guys play against him. And you keep saying that. You say you're going to come and watch well, a lot of games. You're never there. Because you don't support local football, mate. I do support local. I go to every game except your game because after the game you go and have a few drinks. Uh, we're running out of time. I think uh, we can talk about the uh, uh, yeah the women's game, of course, the business as usual for Milicic or the Matildas, but he's going to be coaching MacArthur next week. And by the way, the uh, women's game is all thanks to our uh, good friends at SA Power Networks, empowering women's football in South Australia, Trav. Great to see uh, Sarah Willisey was voted um, as Adelaide United's best player in a, in a yeah, well fan-voted uh, competition. Oh, so, was it a fan-voted thing, was it? Yeah, it was fan-voted. Okay. Fan right. So um, that's great that she was recognised, uh, one save of I the thought season. The Ameri- well. I would have given it to the American girl, but Sarah had a well, pretty good season. there you go. Yep. Um, also, Matilda's keeper, uh, Tegan Micah, has signed in Norway as well. So Who was that? Tegan Micah. Oh, okay. Um, so more and more players... Uh, going overseas, which is great. She plays for the Western Sydney Wanderers. Yep, well done. And uh, the world is their oyster. we got to go, uh, Trav. Uh, we'll see you again uh, next Wednesday night at 5.30. Cheerio. Thanks to our good friends at Hyundai and also uh, Flight Centre. Thanks for your company. Say goodbye, Trav. Cheers. Ciao.